hear so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa. Welcome to Healthy View Radio. I'm here today with my two fabulous co-hosts, Michelle Fennekaus and Andrea Beeman. And today we're going to be talking about wealth. Yes, you heard me correctly, wealth. You see, here on Healthy View Radio, we believe that healthy is for sure the new wealthy. Because if you think wellness is expensive, try illness. Before we jump into this abundant topic, I'd like to thank some of our sponsors, including Giovanni Cosmetics, who I will be mentioning their special code a little bit later in the show, and Zollers, who make supplement and vitamins to help you feel better every day. Now, for me, I live up in Boston, and it's starting to get darker and colder already, so it's time for me to start taking my Zoller Vitamin D3 again. And I take vitamin D to support my immune function, keep my bones and teeth in good shape. But there's so many more reasons to take vitamin D, and Zoller's making it super easy for you to do today. They have a 35% off code. Just go to ZollerD3.com. That's Z-A-H-L-E-R-D3.com. And type in this code, H-V-R-Z-D-335. Now, if you have trouble remembering it, it's H-V-R, like Healthy View Radio, Z for Zoller, D3 for your vitamins, and 35 to get 35% off. So right after the show, jump on that and go get your D3. So today, we're going to have two great guests on the show, Dr. Pajram Shojai, who's the host of a new film, Prosperity, and later on, April Dawn Rygart, who's passionate about changing the way we eat to keep us healthy. But before we take on to them, let's talk with our Andrea and Michelle about wealth. Hey, guys. Hey, girl. So what comes to mind for you when you hear the word wealth? Well, I mean, for me, wealth means a lot of things, you know, like I was talking to to Pablo, my husband, uh, the other day, and I was thinking about wealth and I was thinking about this young guy that used to work around the corner at the laundromat and his name was Fernando and he was from another country. And his job was literally carrying the big bags of laundry up the stairs to the, to the people. And this guy couldn't have been making more than $10 an hour. Um, I even think less because, you know, a lot of people take advantage of the immigrants and they pay them like $5 and $6. So he, he was not making a lot of money. But this guy had a smile on his face every day. And I used to say to Pablo, I used to say, this kid is wealthy. He's got a rich spirit, his life, you know, like he's got this job that Americans would look at and say, I'm not taking that job, right? And he's got this job and he's smiling. And every time you see him, he's carrying these big, huge bags of laundry. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Hola, you know, and I'm like, this guy, that, that for me is, is a sign of like internal wealth and prosperity. That's like a richness of spirit. And you, you, can't, you can't find that at the bank and you can't buy it at the grocery store. What are your thoughts? Well, where do you think that comes from then? Mm. Like, you know, you got to guess you don't know this guy, but where do you think it comes from in his life? Is it just luck? He just was born that way. I don't know. I don't know. But it it feels like like he's not 
overwhelmed or burdened with all of the stuff, right? So you have people that, that they open up the newspaper or they listen to what's going on in the world and they are just sunken, right? They're like, the life is awful and this is terrible and I can't do anything. And this guy, I don't know where it came from. It was definitely a part of his spirit. He was, you could see he was not making money. He didn't dress fancy. He was an immigrant and just this healthy, happy, really rich smile that was emanating from within. And to me, that's like a connection to something else. You know, that's like connection to spirit. I'm going to guess that it comes from a place of gratitude. Mm. You know, when we're focusing on what we have rather than what we don't have, life feels so much richer and fuller, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what? That was just reminding me of a story, someone I was talking to recently, Andrea, this was online, right? So I don't, I don't know the woman, but she was saying, um, I, I run a business and I don't have any childcare. So I need tips for how to get work done while I'm taking care of my, I think she had like a one-year-old. And so, you know, people were offering tips like, oh, give the kids something, the finger paints to play with or do this to play with, you know? And I said, listen, you know, you need childcare. <laughs> you know, you can't run a business with a one-year-old climbing all over your lap, but you don't have to pay for it. You know, you could do a kid swap. You could get a mother's helper from, you know, a nine-year-old down the street can be a mother's helper for a couple bucks an hour. It doesn't have to be something you're paying through the nose for. And it was, no, I can't. That won't work. We live oh. in this area of the country. He has allergy. Like every reason why it was impossible, impossible, impossible. So I think wealth is a bit of a it's a mindset because if you're like, I can't, I can't, I can't, my victim because, 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 it doesn't really matter what the topic is. You're going to have nothing. Yeah, that's a great point. It is. And it's kind of funny because I think everyone has really different opinions on what is worthy of spending your money on, right? And when you talk to three different people, you're going to get three different crazy answers. So I'm kind of curious, what do you guys think is indulge worthy? You know, personally, I like to indulge in experiences more than things. But when I was thinking about this, I thought, well, what are the things I do indulge in? And I would say, I definitely have a weakness for cute workout clothes, massages, <laughs> and extra cleaning help, because then I feel like life is manageable and organized. But what about you guys? Well, I love to indulge myself as well. And I'm a massage whore, I'll admit it. <laughs> you know, I'm a massage whore, but I also, you know, spend money on my healers, meaning like my energy worker. I go see her, you know, at least once or twice a month. I go see my acupuncturist. So some people may think that that's indulgent, but I actually think it's part of my health and wellness regimen. And if I don't do that, if I'm not putting myself into somebody else's hands and spending the money like that, then of course you were talking about earlier, Lisa, you said, you know, like if you're, if you're not healthy and if you're sick, boy, that's, that's a drain on your income and on your finances. So I spend my money at the farmer's market, at the CSA, you know, like I, I'm okay with spending $10 or $9 for a dozen eggs of naturally raised, you know, from chickens that are having a good life. I'm okay with that stuff. So I, I like to indulge in, and of course, oh my gosh, I could go on and on. <laughs> I, can, I can get online right now and spend a million dollars on myself. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You're not just doing it for yourself. This, all right. Also, this is how I justify these things, you know, to my husband. I say it's not just for me, it's not just for us or for our kids, it's for our grandkids and our great great grandkids. There's a fascinating field of epigenetics talking about how the food we eat and the experiences we have and the life we lead influences our genes, what genes get turned on, what genes get turned off, right? And it 
this is the fascinating part. It's not just about us. If I eat well, if I live well, if I'm not undergoing any serious traumas, you know, I'm passing down the best genetic pool possible to for generations to come. So that, you know, $300 at Whole Foods takes on a whole new meaning. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's such a, it really is a mind shift change. You know, some people will say, oh, I'm not going to waste my money on going to Whole Foods or, oh, I don't need to be pampered by getting a massage. But the truth is, if these make us healthier, make our children, our family, families, the people in our lives all around us healthier. We're doing ourselves so good. I can't think of anything better to really spend money on than to our health and the health of the people we care about. I agree. I I think that's a great way to look at it. And it is a mindset shift. And, uh, you know, like we're going to go out tonight, we're going to spend money on dinner. Right. Yay, so. <laughs> yay. We're all going out, you guys, if you want to meet up. <laughs> and we're going to a restaurant that has like farm to table food and they source good quality ingredients. And our, our sound engineer wants us to take him. <laughs> so yeah. fun. Yeah, absolutely. We're always, I'm always willing to spend money on like gym memberships or, you know, anything that's going to, it's an, it's an investment girls, you know, like I'm not much of a finance person. I don't know much about investing on the stock market, but I know about that kind of investing. That stuff pays off in, in dividends. So that's where my money goes. Yeah. And I like how you were talking about how it pays off for future generations, because as you're nourishing yourself, you're creating a healthier, happier human being. And that human being is going to affect every human being in their vicinity and future generations as well. So true. So if you guys had more money than you ever could spend, what would you do with it? Oh, my gosh. More money than I ever could spend. Give it away, right? Yes. That's like when for- you start setting up funds and, you know, paying for the, well, all the stuff our government should probably be funding in terms of clean energy, et cetera. Like that's when I'd start paying for all that myself. Let's do it. Yeah. So like first thing that comes to mind for me is like we just had this devastating hurricane wipe out Puerto Rico and they don't have any power for like four months. So what to your point, uh, Michelle, this would be a great opportunity to the whole infrastructure is down. Let's start putting in solar power, wind power like you've. You know, let's experiment with Puerto Rico, you know, like it's our it's our people. (laughs) Let's give them good quality power. Yeah, they need something new anyway, right? So why yes. not? Have you ever been to Puerto Rico, you guys? Oh, yeah. I love Puerto yes. Rico. Love it. And I noticed when I was there that you just driving down the street and there's a restaurant and then there's a beach and then there's like some sort of uh, electrical setup, you know, when it's all just next to each other. I, I don't, you know, I don't think they have a really well planned out grid system or anything. <laughs> so anyway, I agree with you. Like that would be an excellent use of all the money I had in the world if I was, uh, like you said, couldn't spend it all <laughs> on so anything how- else. So how much money is enough money to have? Gosh, that's a tough question. I guess enough to keep you comfortable. You know, like um, for me personally, my fridge is full. Um, I have good relationships. I can take my nephews out to the movies when I need to. I don't have a fancy car. I don't have a three-story Victorian house or a mansion, right? I live in a New York City apartment, this little apartment here. Uh, So... I, I don't know how much money would be enough. I, I think I'm, I'm comfortable and happy now. I'd like to sustain that and maybe get a little bit more so that I don't have to work maybe as hard in the future as, as I'm aging. But uh, I don't think I need that much for happiness, you know, like 
like I said, good relationships. The fridge is full. I got a husband that I kind of like. Doesn't get much better than that. (laughs) I was thinking in terms of not um, necessarily the amount of money, but where the money comes from, because my goal is to retire my husband in the next couple of years. You know, he's got a great job and he's, but you know, he's still part of this industry that's can be pretty demanding on him and he doesn't get to see the kids a lot if he has to travel and the commute, you know what I mean? Like I would love to, even if we had the same amount of money or even a little less, but for him to not have to do that would feel like we were more wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a goal. totally. Yeah. I feel like I just want to know that in an emergency that I could take care of the people that I care about. I think that's the most important thing. Like if somebody got into a hard time that I could help them in a way. And also, you know, I like to share and give money to causes that need it. That makes me feel super wonderful, you know, whether it's Puerto Rico or curing cancer. So I think it's a really interesting topic though, because we're all working so hard. And you know, when you talk to people, they're like, well, how much do you want to make? Well, enough that you feel okay. And for me, it's living with these kind of cool experiences and getting to just really live life. I think that's what's important for me. You know what's interesting? Uh, Sorry. Uh, You know what's interesting? I remember when when I was growing up, there was much more free time. Even my parents had more free time to take the kids out on the weekends, to go for hikes, to go camping. And I feel like even though we're making more compared to our parents, there's less... I don't know, like, like there's, there's more stuff that's being spent on and less free time. And I think that that is starting to drain the American people as well as the people around the world, that there's not enough rest and relaxed time. Uh, but Michelle, I'm sorry, are you going to say something? I was just speaking of, you know, the other people in your life and the other things that you want to be doing with your time. As we were coming home yesterday, my three-year-old said, is daddy home? I said, no. Why? Because he's at work. Why? because he has to earn money. Why? So that we can afford this house and this car mm-hmm. and the food on the table. Why? You know, and the two, and then my six-year-old, they started playing off each other. Well, what if everyone just didn't have money? And what if we just gave it somebody money if they needed money? And they would, you know, they were solving all the world's problems right there. But it did make me stop and think like, you know, why is he mm-hmm. still at work? You know, <laughs> like, uh, you know, and when is enough enough? Because uh, yeah. we have these other things other things we'd rather be doing with our time or, you know, I I think would make everybody in the world healthier, happier and slash wealthier. And so that leads into my next question. What both of you just touched upon is what do we have that money can't buy or what do we want that money can't buy? Maybe like to Andrea's point, it's free time, you know? So I think this is something super important to think about because there are so many little pleasures that you don't really need a lot of money to have that we forget about. Well, how about the the Beatles song? You can't buy me love. You can't buy me love, right? So they they had um they had a good idea, right? So I, I think that at our core, we're searching for love, right? To be loved, to to love, to like it, it's it's this vibrant energy and this power that we have, and you think that you can buy it, but you can't. You it's. Again, we go back to that first guy, right? Uh, Fernando <laughs> from a foreign country, just happy to be alive and grateful and all that stuff. So I think that we can't buy love, and a lot of people try to. They could buy a good time, 
<laughs> but you can't really buy love. Okay, Michelle, you well, can say something. Or- well, actually, I'm super excited to announce our next guest because he's going to be coming on shortly after the break. And he's going to be talking about his new film, Prosperity. And that is Dr. Pajam Shojai. He's the New York Times bestselling author of The Urban Monk and host, hot off the press, excuse me, The Art of Stopping Time. He's the founder of Well.org, producer of the movies Vitality, Origins, and most recently Prosperity, the host of the Urban Monk podcast, an ordained priest of the Yellow Dragon Monastery in China. Wait, <laughs> it goes on. An acclaimed Qigong master, master herbalist, doctor of oriental medicine. And I was lucky enough to meet Pedro this summer out in San Diego and his gorgeous wife. And I just have to add to his bio that he is an overall great guy with a smile that will light up a room. So super, super excited. But just before we go to break, I want to go back to this amazing thing that Giovanni Cosmetics is offering. If you go to www.giovannicosmetics.com slash HVR, Healthy View Radio, they are going to give you a $2 coupon off. And they are already having 25% off sale at Sprouts through the end of October. So if you get this code, you'll have $2 off. Who doesn't love a double discount? <laughs> and that $2 you. you can invest. <laughs> right. So stay tuned. We will be back shortly with Dr. Pedro Shodai. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community. HealthyViewRadio.com to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. Today we are talking about wealth. 
And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our guest, Dr. Pedram Shojai, author of The Urban Monk and The Art of Stopping Time and producer of the movie Prosperity. But before we say hello, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Atrantil. Let me tell you, you could be like the richest person on earth, but if you're gassy and bloated and doubled over in pain, who cares, right? You're not happy. It's the worst. Atrantil naturally supports digestive health, and you can save 10% by going to lovemytummy.com slash HVR. That's lovemytummy.com slash HVR, as in Healthy View Radio. And now let's say hello to our guest, Dr. Pedram Shojai. How are you doing today? Hi, doing great. Doing great. How are you guys? Oh, we're good. Fabulous. We're fired up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's such, such nice company here. I'm just like, oh, look at this. I got all these yummy people that are like talking about health, just hanging out. You know, I didn't, I didn't know, uh, you know, I didn't know it was like a, a trifecta here. So this is fun. <laughs> yeah, we do it every Thursday. You can join us anytime you want. Don't threaten me with a good time. That sounds great. <laughs> Well, earlier we read your very impressive bio, but we would like everybody to get you know get to know you a little bit better. So, can you tell us what you had for breakfast this morning? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a funny story. I, I opened up the um, the fridge because uh, we we're trying to figure out what, what to get my son, and like this thing of turkey just kind of flipped out and fell on the floor. And before the dogs can get to it, I was like, "Come on, man! You can't eat all that." And so I was like, "Well, I, I got to cook this because it's been on the floor." So I so I, I basically. <laughs> <laughs> threw the turkey in some ghee and then scrambled a couple duck eggs and put in sauerkraut and had that with a cup of uh, coffee. Um, wow. And that, was, and that was breakfast. So yeah. that's your um, cooking tip of the day. When something falls on the floor, <laughs> you have to cook it. That's the five second, five second rule, right? I was just like, all right, well, this has been on the floor. And, you know, like, uh, I guess I guess God said eat turkey this morning. Let's go. There yeah, go. they do it in restaurants all the time. That's oh. it. <laughs> Well, I've got one more warm-up question for you. What is your biggest guilty pleasure? Pumpkin pie, hands down. <laughs> hands down. It is the season. Um, yeah, pumpkin pie. It's like I will destroy an entire pumpkin pie if you leave it in front of me. So, like, you know, that's just its one of those things where it's like it's that season. You don't get it all the time. So, therefore, it's not like something that you should just, like, hold back on. So, just eat it. <laughs> like, pumpkin pie. I love that stuff. Oh, man, you go into like Trader Joe's right about now. They have a whole end display for the pumpkin spice everything. And I have it's a client who just got like a pumpkin spice uh, uh, pedicure. I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> I almost spit my coffee all over the screen. I mean, are you picturing somebody licking their toes or what? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what that means. That's so good. You could just, you could put pumpkin spice on anything like pumpkin spice, like oil change, muffler repair. And somehow people just want it. <laughs> that is an amazing idea. Maybe that will be your next business venture, but let's uh, talk about what you have been doing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> your I've recent been, movie, uh, Prosperity, which um, we have all taken a look at. Can you tell us a little bit about the movie and why you decided to create it? Yeah. Um, I kind of, I was just really annoyed at all of these kind of the sentiment that all these people that, you know, are kind of in the, in the world around us are like, yeah, it's too late. You know, the earth will be fine. We're all dead. Or, you know, yeah, you know, big business. If it weren't for Monsanto, you know, we, you know, the world would be perfect. And I'm like, God, you know, everyone is in this blame game. What can we do ourselves right now to actually make a difference? Like I got young kids at home. 
And I'm like, look, you know what? Either I'm going to step up and do what I got to do to be the dad that they deserve, or I'm just going to wait till you know, it's too late and be like, oh, you see the world, you know, the, the, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And so I really started looking after my last movie, we started looking at this premise of, economic democracy and just you know if you were to vote with your dollars what would happen and what would the world be like if we were to just you know shop differently and spend differently and so i decided to just commission a whole film on conscious capitalism and look at that entire um in, like industry or idea if you will and we started following these breadcrumbs and just really starting to look at like what it would look like if you were to just shop with companies that did good stuff and didn't destroy the planet. And then it really kind of led me into this whole other area that I wasn't expecting, which is like, you know, where does your money sleep at night? And you know, where, where's your 401k and who's your life insurance company? And where's like, if, if we were to just move the money and not just like where we spend, but also where we bank and invest, like literally this enormous river just kind of shifts and jumps banks and goes over to this other field where it waters. And then the stuff that we may, may or not, you know, be happy with, may be disagreeing with, that stuff just dries up because we're the ones feeding it with our own energy and our own money and our own attention. And so the movie became like a really interesting journey. And like, I mean, I just got off a plane yesterday and I've been flying around, you know, parading it around the, the country. Um, and, you know, it's just, it sparked a lot of interest on both red team and blue team. We decided this isn't a political film. We're going right down the middle and just being like, what are the solutions that we can, you know, step into that are non-governmental, non-polarized and are just about, you know, parents wanting to take care of their kids and people wanting to, you know, see trees 20 years from now. And so it's, it's been a hell of a ride, I got to say. Well, what are some of those um, conscious businesses or brands that, you know, we should be looking into if we want to support value-driven business models, particularly with like a big purchase, like a mortgage? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And so I want to, I want to be clear about something going into that uh, because it's, that's a slippery slope is I, when making this film, I realized that, you know, although I am featuring some of these companies, I'm not here to applaud the companies. I'm here to applaud the behavior because, you know, tomorrow one of these guys could do something really dumb. And, you know, like, you know, we had like at the end of the film, you know, Procter and Gamble came in and did some stuff and, and, and really did something cool at the end of the film. And I'm like, Procter and Gamble, come on. Right. And it's like, you know what, why don't we reward good behavior and be like that thing that you did there is great. Like I'm not here to endorse a company. I'm here to endorse some of the stuff that they've done. And so, you know, like as a business bank, we really like new resource bank. We like beneficial bank um, as a, you know, an individual bank. I really think that aspiration um, is a fund slash bank has done really well. Like I moved my money to aspiration. Um, there's some really wonderful things that are happening there on the life insurance side. Uh, we're working to hatch a couple of them because no one's really doing it. And then on the 401k side, there's a lot of resources we put together for like kind of self-directed IRAs and ETFs and all sorts of stuff that I, I didn't even know what the hell any of this stuff was. And I was like, wow. So, you know, I don't know what you guys are talking about. So talk to me like I'm a five-year-old, right? Which is pretty accurate. Um, and so as these guys start like explaining this to me, I'm like, okay, well, if you're telling me that most of the money is here, then why are we not talking about these types of places and why we couldn't, you know, make change here? And so 401k retirement funds and, you know, um, life insurance policies are the big places, the big levers that we're going after now. Some of it exists, some of it doesn't exist at all yet, and we're working really rapidly to go to these places and be like, hey, I got millions of people, 250,000 people saw the movie last week alone, they want this. Are you gonna create this thing that we want? And the answer is a resounding yes, 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 right? That, you know, look, if, if 
if I don't agree with like, you know, the Dakota pipeline, why would I bank at a bank that sponsors that? If I don't like, you know, private prisons, then why am I at Wells Fargo, right? And so these are the questions that we need to start asking. And it's not that hard because people just, you know, they want your deposits. They will, they will disavow, they will move away from the Dakota pipeline tomorrow if they realize we care. So, you know, we could just stop watching the Kardashians, start paying more attention, tell them, show them that we care, and they will move very rapidly. That is very powerful. Thank you so much for some of those recommendations. Yeah, and as a conscious consumer, I'm very clear that where I spend my money is what's going to happen in this world and on this continent, and, and it's going to affect everybody and everything. And, uh, you know, people always say to me, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an American, and I, I don't really vote. And they say, you know, how dare you not vote? And I say, I vote every single time that I go to the supermarket or the CSA or I purchase this product. That's my vote. I know that I live in a capitalistic society. I'm, I'm very clear yep. about that. Yeah. And, and the one thing that most people don't even see downstream for, from that is, you know, don't put your money in the hands of people you disagree with is a line that someone said in the film. Uh, you know, it's if you're buying goods, services, products from companies that no, not necessarily are matching your value set. What you're doing is not only are you supporting them and their payroll and all these other things, guess who buys the lobbyists who control our government, right? And so you, what you're doing is, is very, not even indirectly, directly sponsoring lobbyists to lobby against your best interest. So, you know, this is the, you know, best, best, you know, political system money can buy. I mean, American politics are, is terrible, right? And we get a lot of problems in America and, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't disagree with any of that. But I do feel that, you know, if we can spend, if we spend our money with people that can then buy our elected officials, um, that's also a problem. So again, it doubles down on, you know, who's getting your money. You got to be real clear on who you give your money to because that's, that's energy, right? That's, that's influence, that's power, that's everything. And so, you know, once we wake up to that as householders and consumers, I hate that word, but, you know, that's what we're considered in the market is consumers, then what are you consuming? Um, because what you're consuming right now is consuming the planet if you're not careful. So at the end of the movie, I thought this was great. You said that as individuals, you know, we don't have to save the whole world. That's not what we need to do. But instead, what do you see in front of you that could use some fixing? I thought that was a really excellent question. So have viewers taken you up on that challenge? Oh, man, more than I mean, I, I need to sleep. Like more, more than I thought, we have been bombarded. I mean, I was on a call this morning at like 6.30 with South Africa and they're like, how do we do this in South Africa? Like, what are the resources? I'm like, oh my God, everyone, like people are picking up shovels and starting to dig everywhere. And so it's starting to, to and it's exactly why I made the film is like to set a fire and everyone's like, you know, tell me the answer, Pedro. I'm like, dude, I don't know what's going on in Cape Town. Get to work, right? And, and so the whole point is to galvanize and motivate people to step up and own this themselves and take a prosperity challenge and go, you know, do that research. And so we've developed an app so people can do that and put that information in there and be able to share back and forth. Uh, but, you know, this is a heavy lift and everyone who, you know, is looking at a problem in front of them needs to step up and be like, oh, well, that's my, that's my job. That's my problem to fix. Like, you know, waiting for me to, I got young kids at home. Like I, I can't, I can't run around and sweep up every, every sidewalk. Right. And so the point is if it's in front of you, you and you noticed it, get to work, get to work. That's yours. That's you just, you saw it. It's yours to fix. Get on it. How about um, if we know that we're going, like we're talking, making the big purchases, the life insurance, the whatever it is. 
how do you even know what a company is supporting? Like, have you found a resource or a way of checking them out behind the scenes? Tons. So they're all tied into the resource. I should know this URL, but I don't. But just go to well.org and the resources are there. Um, the uh, Our team has been looking into this for a long time. Uh, we work with CSR Hub. We work with a bunch of these different exchanges. There's people that have been doing this work for 30 years. And so what we've done is aggregated the data from all the different organizations and then put it up to our community to also be able to, you know, voice thumbs up and thumbs down because one of the things that we've realized is yeah I could go research I could go to your company and you could be like you know let me walk you through you know the custom you know Truman show experience of my company here and then I'll, I'm gonna walk away being like wow you know Michelle you guys are awesome and you know there's a sweatshop like behind a wall that I didn't see <laughs> right and so what one of the things that um, we have been it's been a very heartening finding in all this is as the workplace is shifting and as boomers are retiring and, and more than 50% of the workplace is now millennials, millennials won't put up with that crap. And so it's like you go to a company and you're like, oh yeah, you know, they, they support the Amazon and they're really cool. And then you start, you know, like kind of seeing behind the curtains. Those are the people that start reporting as, as quickly as, um, you know, they can to be like, yeah, I went there, it was BS, right? And so you start to allow the people who are on the ground who have actually had like an intimate relations inside those companies, knowing, you know, what the supply chain really is like and knowing if the boss is really a jerk or not and all that, they start also reporting back. And, you know, it's just, it's become a really fun, transparent uh, ecosystem that is starting to really, you know, not allow for these companies to greenwash and lie anymore. Right. That, that would be my fear that I, I think that I'm investing with a company that's so great. And then I find out, no, they got that sweatshop behind the wall. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and, and so what we've done is we've done a lot of work to vet. We've worked with a lot of like, you know, Rainforest Action Network and Friends of the Earth. And so we've worked with a lot of these groups that are, you know, giving us data. Um, but you know what? Like you're just like we... <laughs> It's just little things. And I don't know if this, you know, matches someone's value set or not, but like, you know, we were doing this thing where we were going to do a deal with um, help people get out of student loan debt. And so we were working with a company, um, SoFi, right? And we're like, okay, you guys are great. You're helping people. Like student loans suck. We want to get people out from under that, right? And then like, you know, two weeks later, the CEO is like, you know, cheating on his wife and sleeping with his, you know, and it's just like, God, come on, <laughs> right? You're only as good as your last blunder. And it's just like, what are you doing, dude? Like that's not, uh, so, so I, just, I couldn't do it. Like I was just like, well, I'm not, I'm not sending people there if that's the kind of, you know, the ethical, the moral compass of, you know, set by the leader of a company. And so, you know, they can fix it and change it and come back. But, you know, this stuff happens every day. Humans make mistakes. So we just have to keep our eyes open. Good stuff. So that's the movie, Prosperity, but you also have a new book called The Art of Stopping Time, which I love, 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 love that title that immediately like, grabbed me. Oh my God, I must know about this. So please tell me, <laughs> tell all of us about what here. it means. He co-wrote it. Time. He co-wrote it with Cher. Oh, totally. totally. <laughs> she was so easy to work with. <laughs> the best. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, so what happened was when I started looking at what was wrong in the world. And, you know, I've, you know, I've had the, the privilege, the real distinct privilege of being able to work with hundreds of thousands of people at this point. And, you know, thousands and thousands of people I called patients back when I was Dr. Pedram. And then, you know, as I started getting into the, like this space, you know, I've just, 
I've had a lot of data to come back, right? And, you know, most of the people that I've engaged with, you know, whether they're parents or working people or whatever, are just like they're, they're getting crushed under this thing called time. And they have this like time compression syndrome, which is, you know, basically the walls are caving in, there's not enough time for anything, and they're feeling smothered. And so as I started to understand that this, you know, you could trade your time and your energy uh, for money or vice versa, time, energy, and money are kind of on a continuum and you're, you'll, you know, that's an exchange that always happens. You know, you can run out of energy and rest and recover for the most part. You could run out of money and like borrow more, you know, start over. You run out of time, you're dead. And so it's like, I really started looking at time and being like, what the hell is this? And why are we all suffering so much? And it's like this unconscious trance that's getting us pulled out of our of our psyche and pulled out of that that center and that that peaceful center that most of us don't even know about anymore and so as i realized that this was kind of like the spiritual malady of our time uh, i realized okay i gotta write a book about this and then the question is okay if you're gonna write a book about time for people who don't have it how the hell are you going to justify a 350 page book <laughs> that they don't have time to read. And so, well, speaking <laughs> of time, we are almost out of time for this segment, but I definitely want our listeners to learn more about your book and all of your work. So can you tell us where we can go to learn more about all of that? Theurbanmonk.com for the book. Uh, the book's called The Art of Stopping Time. It's quick one to two page chapters. And we did a, a third party study and people had 30, 40% improvement in all sorts of markers just halfway through the book. The, th the stuff just works. So theurbanmonk.com is where the, you get the book, the movies and all that are at well.org. Those are my two universes. Um, I hang out there more often than my wife would like, but that's, you know, that's my world. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. Lisa, Andrea, and I will be back after the break to share our thoughts on true wealth. We'll also be talking to health coach April Dawn Rygart. See you in a moment. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Wealthy View Radio. Yep, that's right. Today we've been talking about the topic of wealth. So even though you're on Healthy View Radio today, we are Wealthy View. There you have it. So you've been listening to us, and I'm sure your mind, heart, and soul, or possibly your wallet too, are now richer for having tuned into our show today. Uh, And in this new and good section, we want to introduce you to an exciting up-and-coming talent in the health and wellness field. Uh, So with us today is April Dawn Rygart. She's an integrative nutrition health coach with over 20 years of healthy and holistic cooking experience. Her passion is teaching people how to make healthier choices for themselves and their children, how to simplify and love home cooking so that it doesn't feel daunting, and to empower people to know their bodies and take charge of their own health. April makes it her mission to help you find the right diet for your body, your needs, and your lifestyle. So uh, welcome to the show, April. Uh, We've been talking about wealth. Yeah, you're welcome. We've been talking about wealth today, and I want to know your thoughts of how you think wealth, how it relates to the overall health of the people and the work that you do. Uh, Well, do you mean just monetary wealth or like wealth in all ways? Oh, yeah, it could be either. Whichever one you feel calls (laughs) to you the most. (laughs) Well, I see wealth in all manner of things, not, not just in your, your funds, but in your health, um, your well-being, your spirituality. Um, if you can have all those things in balance, then I think you have true wealth. I think you're right. I think you're right. We were talking about that today, as a matter of fact. It's very important that you have those other things in balance because you could have a lot of money but be really poor, <laughs> right? Poor in soul and heart I've and mind. Seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, can you tell us how you got started in the field of health and wellness and macrobiotic cooking? Yeah, it's been it's been a long journey actually. I think it what really started the ball rolling for me in getting interested in um just what people eat and how it affects your um your physical body but also your your mental state and just how you're feeling started when I moved back to the United States from Germany when I was a teenager. Um, and I really was shocked at the difference in food quality here. I, you know, I had been over there growing up and it's just, you know, in, at least back then, it, I'm sure that, um, fast food and all that stuff is infiltrating their culture now, but, um, that, you know, they were still more steeped in traditional food ways. So there was, and there's always, like in Germany, there's always a corner bakery. So even though, you know, we have the gluten-free, I don't want to say craze because I feel there's a lot of merit to it. But the gluten-free trend now, um, over there, it's a wholly different thing to eat bread because it's handmade. I don't want to say homemade because maybe it's the corner bakery, but it's about the quality And they had, you know, they're still steeped in their food traditions. And so it was milk from the local farmer and bread made at the bakery on the corner. So that that quality was there. And when it came back to the United States, I just didn't see that anymore. And I was shocked and also didn't feel well (laughs) um, and gained Mm -hmm. weight, too. And 
just really saw the difference in like packaged food, processed food here. It was like such a black and white difference. And that's what got me interested. And so I started working in a healthy food restaurant, cooking and catering in college. Um, and I interned with a, a friend's mom who was big in the macrobiotic community. I interned with her for a long time. And I've cooked with her as a private chef for a long time. So that's my journey with food. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting that you talk about how, you know, in Germany, they had a bakery on the corner and you were feeling better and healthier. I hear that all the time from clients and students that when they go to Italy or they go to here, or they go to Argentina or they go somewhere else, they can eat the food that's prepared right. there. And then when they come back home, they can't eat the food. <laughs> There's something, some, some change happens. So it's, it's great that you made that connection. And then you started working in the health and wellness field. I think that's great. Yes, absolutely. And it's not, you know, and I, I tell my clients, it's not equal, you know, it's not bread is bread or, you know, um, chicken is chicken. It's, it's really not. It really, I, I try to impress upon the people that I work with, uh, the importance of quality. You know, if you're buying just a regular conventional bread off the shelf, it might have a bunch of unpronounceable long list of ingredients that aren't doing you any good. Yeah, like Wonder Bread. (laughs) Yeah. It's so wonderful. Azodicarbonamide. (laughs) What what is it? The wonder is, what is Uh, it? (laughs) Well, it's insulation, (laughs) and they put it in bread. Uh, Lisa, you're going to ask a question? No, I was just wondering about Wonder Bread. <laughs> Lost in thought, wondering. Well, I mean, that's really a big jump from the corner bakery in Germany to macrobiotics. I mean, could a person go anymore from one direction to the other? I would love right? to hear a little bit about. Are you still are you still working with macrobiotics? Um, I still keep it in my life. I would say um, I have more paleo type leanings now because I my whole family has autoimmune diseases and many of them have even died like my uncle died with uh, Lou Gehrig's disease I couldn't think of the proper name for that right now <laughs> um, that's okay yeah ALS um, so I started researching the autoimmune protocol for eating and it's more paleo and I don't eat red meat so it's a little difficult but more than that, but yeah, I still keep macrobiotic in my life. I love it. Um, I think, you know, everyone, you know, what they teach at IAN is that everyone is unique in their dietary needs. But I do think macrobiotics are pretty beneficial just because they're cutting out. It, it's, it's kind of like any dietary, one of these theories is that it cuts out junk. And I think that's the big thing. So whether you're yeah. eating whole whole grains that you've soaked overnight or you're all the way over on the paleo side not eating grains at all, what what those diets, even though they seem polar opposite, what they have in common is that they've eliminated junk from your life and sugar. Bingo. Yeah, and also, yeah. <laughs> you know, George Osawa, the founder of Macrobiotics, when he was first putting together the theories of macrobiotics, he was studying German medicine, Japanese medicine, and Chinese medicine. And he, so it makes sense that you were in Germany. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, I right. mean, even in the German pharmacopoeia, they, they use herbs and natural foods. Yeah. It's really interesting, uh, interesting medicine. Uh, so it's I also got my start. Walk- yeah. Go ahead. 
I'm sorry. It's amazing when you walk into a pharmacy there, the first thing that hits you is herbs. Like they mm-hmm. have echinacea throat lozenges and all that type of stuff. Yeah, they're ahead of the game. We're only, you know, like we're like, we think we're the smartest, right? The Americans, but we're catching right? up to old <laughs> traditions, right? That are still in Europe yeah. and still in, in Asia and all that stuff. So I have Absolutely. a question for you. What is something exciting about your work that you want to share with our audience? What is anything new that you're working on right now? Uh, well, my newest thing that I'm excited about is I wrote a book. Um, it's called Dinner Rush, A Busy Parent's Guide to Better Nutrition with Recipes. Um, and that's my most exciting thing, and I'm still kind of working with that, um, <clears throat> trying to get it out there and maybe even update it. <laughs> oh, it's great. April, can you give us a tip or two from the book? Uh, okay. Well, one of my big tips for parents is that or one of my big uh, secrets to tell parents is you don't have to be a Michelin star chef to go in your kitchen and cook dinner. Um, so my book is really geared at just, a, it's the front end of it is like education uh, on why you want to eat a cleaner diet and maybe look into organics and all that. And then I have recipes in the back and they're simple. Uh, the ingredient lists are short. And they're pretty straightforward for anyone to whip up. Um, I like to, I tell, you know, moms that I see in the park or clients that I work with, I say, you know, that are trying to get away from like ordering pizza or ordering Chinese food, you know, whatever they do at night. I'm like, you know, what's even faster and healthier? What if you just whipped up some free range eggs and some sauteed greens? You know, it just takes you a few minutes. It's acceptable. It tastes good. It's healthy. It doesn't have to be, you know, I think people maybe are overshooting. They think, oh, God, if I'm going to cook healthy food, that means I have to go get all this stuff and I have to spend all this time. So that's my big secret. <laughs> yeah, I also like that you use just a few ingredients because I think people are intimidated to get into the kitchen because they think that they're going to have to do 20 different things and use 75 different things. So you make yeah. it easy. Right. Healthy can be easy. That's my kind of dinner. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, April just described about half the meals that I make in, in this house. I mean, that's like, I live on eggs and greens. There's <laughs> a long way. <laughs> yeah. So April, how can people find out more about you and about your book? Uh, they can check out my website, which is my big long name, com, or they can find my book on Amazon. And you can just find it quickly by typing in Dinner Rush. You get the movie from the 60s <laughs> and you get my book. <laughs> dinner Rush. <laughs> yes, Dinner Rush. Uh, I love that. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, April, and sharing your book and your wisdom about um, German medicine and <laughs> old school, <laughs> you know, easy recipes and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah. uh, so people can find you by typing in Dinner Rush? Yeah, on Amazon. Okay, and then can you spell your last name so people, because April Dawn Rygar, can you spell your last name real quick? Yes, R-E-I-G-A-R-T. So it would be com. is that correct? Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, okay, well, you have yourself a delicious day. Thanks for joining us, April. <laughs> thank you. I'm going to go out Thanks, April. <laughs> thank you.
Okay, ladies. So today we've been talking about wealth and health. And of course, I'm a firm believer that uh, your health is your greatest wealth. Because without your health, as Lisa said in the beginning, you'll have a poor quality of life. You'll have to spend all your money on, you know, medical bills. And for me, I remember when I was first writing my book, Health is Wealth, of course, (laughs) there was a Roman poet named Virgil who came from a wealthy family. And he had all the creature comforts that you could have in Roman times. But the one thing he didn't have was his health. So that quote, your greatest wealth is your health, was written by Virgil. And he penned that quote because he knew that it mattered that your health was important because wealth wasn't about drinking from a wine from a golden goblet, although that would be a lot of fun, right? Wealth was about having the energy to make it through the day pain-free because he was a sickly guy, even though he was in this wealthy family. So what are your thoughts, ladies, on our topic today? Oh, I think it's everything. You know, for me, I have my non-negotiables in my life, you know, getting good sleep, eating the best I can, moving my body, taking care of my important relationships. I just want to say yesterday was my 30th wedding anniversary. (gasps) Happy anniversary. (laughs) So, you know, I feel like, you know, those strong relationships relationships really, really make my life really wealthy and full and makes me feel good. So That's interesting. I was thinking about my family as well, not just my immediate family, my two kids, my husband, but my aunts, my uncles, my grandfather, who's 91 years old. I mean, I have a great family and never realized how many people don't like so many people have drama and terrible, like people who don't talk to each other and all this. I don't have that. I have a great supportive family and it doesn't get any more wealthy than that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And remember we were talking about earlier, you know, that your kids, you were in the car and the kids said, you know, where's daddy? Is daddy going to be home? So, you know, part of that wealth is really having these really rich relationships. And I, you know, no man is an island. And we're sending all the everybody off to the islands. Go and work with their phones. With their their phone phone on an island. Oh my gosh! And we need our communities. We need each other. We need our health. There's so many things that we need. I forget what are the what are the top five things that man needs for survival. And I say man, but is it uh, health, food, Food? shelter? Shelter? (laughs) Yes, it's food. (laughs) Yes, it's a quiz. Food, shelter, love. Let, let's put that one in there. <laughs> Water? Amazon Water? Prime? Air? <laughs> Amazon like Prime. Amazon Prime, absolutely. That's a good Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to consider ourselves wealthy and happy and to have a really rich life. And, um, and I, you know, it, it's, our lives are going to be over really quickly, right? We're in and out of this thing really in a heartbeat. And, um, you know, like what... What do you, you got to say at the end of it? You want to get to be the 91-year-old grandfather and say, yeah, I got my family. I got stuff. I had a cool life. Can you imagine getting to the end and being like, ah, this thing was terrible. I made a lot of money, though. <laughs> I love somebody um, once posted her father said, you know what? I had a ball. It's been great. See y'all later. And oh, my I, gosh. I want to end my days. Yeah. <laughs> in a ball. 
Yeah. So I want to I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And if you missed any part of this show or just want to listen to it again or get re-inspired, you could download the recording from iTunes or go to healthyviewradio.com where you can watch us recording this show live each week. And you can comment too. Of course, we do watch your comments and we talk about you. <laughs> and you let us know how we're doing. And join us again next week for another exciting Healthy View Radio with me, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.